0: This week's episode is brought to you by Crippling Existential Dread. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to have a bad time. Crippling Existential Dread, because Atlas is going to graduate soon. Hey everyone, and welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. And I'm sad. (laughs) And this is our third take of trying to start the goddamn podcast. So... Today, think, yes, really. Uh, I
1: think it's a record.
0: Yeah, I should probably <laughs> just put, like, a, a blooper reel out there sometime. That'd probably be a good a good one. Anyway, so, uh, today we're talking about triggers in Vanguard. Um, we did have an episode, I don't know, months and months ago, where we talked about stand triggers in general and, like, their... Uh, their, their shit. <laughs> yes. Episode 13, the stance on stand triggers. Go listen to it. But anyway, so... Today, uh, Gabe had the novel idea of uh, what if critters were limited more than uh, than they already are. So, as of right now, you you can run sixteen and only sixteen critters in your deck. Um, and to some people, it might it seems like that's too much because getting double critted at like three damage does not feel good after like six times. What the hell's playing in the background? We've got some nice aesthetic music going on. It, sound, it sounds like you're going to, like, make love to someone in the room. Like... I mean, if you want me to... No, pass, thank you. Anyway, uh... Now, Dave, what was your, like, vision, I guess?
1: Well, I mean... With this. I guess just more discussion based just on, like, the pros and cons and the general impact uh, it would have if triggers were restricted to eight. Because uh, Weiss Shores is the only other game that has a trigger mechanic.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, sorry, one second. Uh, Rick, is it cool feature in the music down? Is it okay? Um, yeah, so Weiss is the only game with the trigger mechanic... And, um, uh, what was I saying? It's the with the trigger mechanic, and it's also restricted to eight in Weiss. And Vanguard and Weiss are the only games that aren't dead that actually have, like, trigger mechanisms. And in Vanguard is a, like, it's a, it's, all, it's more luck based than any other game out there, and it's a huge factor on the game. And a lot of it is regard is um putting like because of triggers and not just seeing triggers, but also triggers kind of adversely affect your ability to ride. Because if you have a bunch of triggers, your chances of seeing a rideable grade are also decreased. So triggers have just a- have triggers just have a very overbearing force on the game. And I just kind of wanted to see what it'd be like to like just discuss ideas of what would happen if they were restricted to Weiss levels.
0: Okay, so Weiss levels being 8
1: in a deck, right? Uh, Yeah.
2: Okay. I just want to say that if I trigger triggers like I trigger Climaxes and Weiss, I will be triple critting everybody. Okay, Chris. (laughs) No, no, it's only because I'm running less of them that I would trigger more.
1: That's fair. Yes,
0: Barber's Law. Uh, Barber's Law dictates the less copies of a card you run, the more often you are
1: likely to see it. So. Can confirm, in my Break Ride Duke deck, I teched in one copy of Gurgit, and that's why I build Gurgit, because I wrote it, like, four times in a row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's life, I guess. Um, so, like, starting off with this hypothetical scenario, so let's say traders are limited to eight. Uh, how do you... Th- so, what do you think changes on, like, a game-wide scale?
1: Well, obviously, games would last longer, generally, because, um... Well, there's a there's a few reasons for that. For one, um you're gonna you're gonna just be seeing less triggers generally, so the additional power ups from triggers will just be non existent as you wouldn't have them. But also, um, that means you will probably only run four crits because you're still probably gonna keep four heals. So your chances of like critting to push damage quicker also decrease. So the games would definitely um take a bit more time. Okay.
2: Um I'm not actually sure that that's necessarily what would happen. I mean, I think they would take longer as far as, like, number of attacks is concerned. But I think people would just be more comfortable just throwing things down early and keep attacking. Like, you're more often going to have hands that look like they can attack multiple times at early grades. And mm. since your opponent's less likely to t- take a trigger on damage, you're less likely to get just full punished for, you know, whatever things are going to jam on the table. is so, OP. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh. And so... People are just going to play insanely aggressively at grades one and two.
1: True, that's true.
0: Um, I think also that this uh, hurts decks that need twelve crit in order to be aggressive, like Chaos or uh, o- uh, Oracle Think Tank. Although, you know, we know where that's ott but... hurts itself. So, okay, whatever.
2: But anyway, um, it
0: it it I mean,
2: what the way the game's been constructed. There would have to be some other pretty drastic changes in order for this to uh, make sense. Like what? Uh, a lot of clans that have that are very GB GB restricted or don't have a lot of mo- ways to multi attack prior to striding uh, will be very very weak.
1: Yeah, and on top of that. Um, uh glory skills would have to be toned down because you're cutting down grade ones and above and you have very minimal grade zeros
0: yeah mm-hmm. but so. that, that also means that like all the glory skills that have been around get a lot stronger like yeah o- well, Aquaforce has one of those or two of those but they're already strong i'm saying that like they go from strong to like wackadoo with this yeah. you know th- this new world order or whatever
2: I mean, I guess there's some defense that a lot of the point of it is you just don't let them get to that point. Yeah. Mm. But yeah.
0: Um let's see. And then also like Richard and I did something like this for Nexus Core where we we tried filming a what if of like what if uh credits were limited to 4, which we'll probably get to in a bit here, but like we played a game and it took forever. Like we literally ran out of memory in the camera from filming to to like you know we 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 couldn't finish the video because of how long the game took, and these were like with aggressive decks too. So it um it, it would definitely like games already you know last depending on what you're playing, uh, they can last like what like twenty five thirty
1: minutes depending. But mm-hmm. um sorry I I honestly. I think, like, 15, even in, like, longer 16. time decks, like, 25 is pretty, like, extraneous.
2: I play pretty fast, and I imagine that you also play pretty fast, Gabe. Yes. yes. Uh, from what you're talking. But we ran a tournament a couple days ago, and people went to time, like, in best of three, for, like, almost fifty minute rounds. I believe the rounds were 45 minutes. And people went to time consistently every round. Like, there are people who just take, like, way too long to play games.
1: God yeah. damn it, Micah. I mean,
2: there's also uh, that was just David and Chris, though, right? No, uh, there was somebody. There was a match that went to time oh, went to time almost every round.
0: Yeah, no, but I mean, like that was like the big one where David and Chris went like way into. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, it was there was also like Angel Feather versus Token Ranbu yeah. that went to time in the round one and stuff like that. And it's just you, you can't like. Oh. I don't. I don't know. Maybe people just aren't playing. Aggressively enough at grade one and two, or maybe people are taking too long making decisions, or don't know how to play their deck very well. I don't know, but hmm. I mean, there is there is a time constraint there. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, in Bushirot official tournaments, it's not two out of three, so that would really only apply to locals that do do two out of three. Yeah, right. But, right.
0: but what about what about other uh, like decks that either you know you make good use of stand traders and draw traders that. Like, the uh, the A-Trader thing severely limits space on what you can do. Well, then
1: you've got to think about it, and deck-building would just take a lot more skill. Maybe. Because deck-building deck, deck building in Vanguard is easy- it's easier to deck-build in Vanguard than in any other game. It's honestly so laughably easy to build a good deck in Vanguard. It's it like- it, it's just kind of stopped being a challenge.
0: Speak for yourself, I suck at deck-building. <laughs>
2: I mean I, like I just take all the cards that look good and throw them in a pile. Shut up. <laughs>
1: Basic I mean, but like you gotta think about it though. Vanguard because there's a sixteen trigger minimum and maximum, your deck you pick what your main grade three you want to ride is, and then half of your deck is planned for you. Yep. Like that, that cause you have sixteen triggers, four heal, four crit minimum, probably either rainbow or four crit or switch around draws or crits for stands I don't know but 16 triggers 4 PG's four your main grade 3 and a starter that works with your grade 3 that's 25 cards right there and then like depending on your deck you're probably going to run either a glimmer breath or a um uh whatever the when boosted thing is
0: <laughs> amberclan
1: that's it yeah and, and then you're because of we're getting alt grade like all clans are starting to get their own version of Chronojet G. That's twenty nine cards if you're playing a G based deck.
0: I know, but, but like it's it's during that other part that uh, I you know start freezing up. as like,
1: the, but that's like forty percent of your deck, and it's all monsters. You don't even got to think about like spells or traps or items or whatever because oh my God. it's just like because if, if if you were playing like buddy fighter magic it would just be doubly hard because you have double the like card variety because it's not just monsters
2: i think deck building and magic is can be very difficult a lot of people just play lists that like are very popular which mm-hmm. is fine but that's also like, just a
1: general thing with card games
2: yeah yeah well i mean so so it ends up being but like creating lists is can be very very tough cuz there are a lot of cards that's like oh, maybe I want this, maybe I want this, maybe I want this, and it always depends on what people are playing around you. Yeah. And in Vanguard, I just feel like that matters a whole lot less. Like, it's, it doesn't matter a lot, except for maybe a couple different spots, what exactly people are playing around me.
1: I guess a, so. A point, that I, a point that I keep making about Vanguard is it's a very, like, it's very solid, comp- it's, I just describe it as competitive solitaire. Like, because no matter what you're, unless you're playing against a control deck, and if you're playing a deck that is kind of susceptible to control like a um your ideal opening hand and finishing field will, like, 9 out of 10 times being the same no matter what deck you're playing against. So you very rarely in Vanguard need to think about what you're playing against. Like, I, I have to in Neonectar because control is a huge thing. I want to run Inez for that, but like that's probably the farthest I've ever had to go in terms of changing deck build versus changing play style. Because okay. again, it's basically just about like you're right, my ideal ha- setup will be my ideal setup regardless.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's just like a thing I agonize over most most of the time. Even even if it's just like ten percent of the deck, I just remember the. Uh, there's like a cardboard crack comic strip where it's like a guy and he's like, this deck is going to be awesome. He's writing out the deck list and he's buying the cards and he's like, this deck is going to be awesome. And then he like sits down to play and then he goes, this deck sucks. And then it just starts over again. Like I've had that uh, interaction more times than I can count. Play
1: testing is fun. Yes, it is. So there you go. Yeah. Just practice your deck with it before it should. I practiced my Night Rose deck so long that I realized I didn't want to act Night Rose.
0: Yeah, seems about right. I've had that happen
1: before, too.
2: Um, I think in general at this point, uh, it's very clear that multi-attacking is the only way to really um, reasonably attack your opponent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, In this day and age, anyway.
2: Yeah, so one should be building their deck if at any way possible to generate more attacks.
1: Yeah, yeah but the, but there are also just some clans out there that are physically incapable of doing that without stand triggers.
2: Uh, I guess, and I, I know this is probably going to get me a lot of hate, but if your goal is to win tournaments, you should probably should not be playing those clans.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the it's, the, the issue is, though, is people, like this is also present in Yu-Gi-Oh! people try to like make their favorite decks competitive and like yeah, go for it. But at the same time, if you wanna actually win something, like you gotta like think about what's optimal. It's not just optimal cards for builds, it's optimal builds for tournaments. Like some decks are just so much more equipped to win. And like if your deck doesn't multi-attack, play it on the side for fun. If your goal is to win. You just shouldn't. If if your goal is to win, you shouldn't. You probably wouldn't even be playing a deck like that. Yeah. Like like a, a, somebody we know who remain nameless. Their their entire goal is to win, and you don't see them picking up like OTT or Narukami because they know that they can't win. And, like, if it's your prerogative just to win, go for it. But like, if your prerogative just to just to win, you do you. But like, if that, just know that you can't play a deck like OTT if you're goal is to win as many games win as yeah. many games as what possible, or yeah. yeah, or just win a big tournament, yeah,
2: like there there is uh there in uh, this really sucks to say, and I don't think people should get defensive over what clan they enjoy playing. I like playing clans that are not very good also like it's just like I love dimension police, and that clan is abysmal right now, uh you mean a dismal yeah okay, <laughs> please, <laughs> but uh. But with that being said, like, if, if I was like, oh, I really care a lot about winning in Vanguard, and I want to build a deck, the deck I'd probably choose is Night Rose.
0: Yeah. I mean, you still have, like, one of your other clans is one that's pretty competitively viable nowadays, and it's getting better. That being Tachikaze, uh, but...
2: A, a lot of the games that Tachikaze does win is, you know, a lot of grade 2 pressure, yeah. and it's, you know, kind of... I'm doing my best sanctuary guard blaster engine impression. I mean it's <laughs> a pre-
0: it's a pretty good engine.
2: Like it's true. Yeah. It's true. Getting five attacks at grade 2 is pretty strong.
1: Yeah. And then there's just me playing Neomactor. I'm like, "Oh, you beat me before I could stride." Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean,
0: like th- then there are, then there are things like like y- even like great nature. I don't know. I I we're at this like weird like B minus <laughs> uh Stage right now, or just kind of like, all right, I, our first stride turn isn't very good. Our early game is pretty like it's just everything's very average, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, you comparatively to like like it's obviously not the best pre-stride phase, but it's a very good one. True. Getting you can amass like a pretty decent like hand, which no deck can really do prior to store. Like obviously, it's not as good as like Sanctuary Guard or Seven Seas or like Seven like Seas Grade One. But the difference is those decks are kind of based around that. You have a very like, st- you have a like comparatively, you have a, like one of the better early games and a pretty solid late game just to amass hand with like Gaish or just beat people to death with Mana, Garmer, Big Belly. Yeah. yeah, but still, it's like like I, I just like, great. I would say Great Nature is like B plus A minus because like. Look, comparing it to something like Gear Chronicle, you just kind of, like, compared to Gear Chronicle, everything is, like, B-minus at best. Gear Chronicle is, like, a very um, outlier because it is extremely good due to, like, logically doesn't make sense rule loopholes. Yeah. Because the whole Melum loop doesn't make sense that you can time leap it to call grade zero and call a grade two that just doesn't make sense
2: it does i guess but Bushiroad it makes sense because bushirod says it does i think uh what the the two best decks i think are pretty clearly night rose and gear chronicle yeah and uh both of these things do something that other clans are unable of doing is attacking a lot while gaining advantage
1: is night? Wait, what's like? I actually haven't seen a lot of night Rose. Like, what's the, what's actually the dealio with night Rose? Is it is it good now?
2: Uh, yes, gash is insane. Uh, the stride in GBTO eight, the yeah. one that's on uh, yes. unplaced kind of blast one soul blast one soul blast as many as you want, call that many from drop, they get plus one for each face up card in G zone.
0: So basically, it- gash is gas. What makes yeah, it good? Just, you just like, shove
2: look- you shove rough seasoned souls, you know, in the soul, you know, all that stuff, and you just have so many combo pieces like Negerbone, which uh, at the end of the battle in this unit boosted, uh, you kind of lost one uh, and then you may pay the cost. If you do, you retire the unit in front of it and then call something else from drop. And the way it's worded is even if they get rid of the thing you're attacking with in front of Negrabone, Negrabone can still go off. And like, there's just a lot of multi-attacking from mm. basically, uh, and they could do this first stride if they have a really good start which makes them really scary.
0: Yeah. Um, it, se- it seems like a lot of the, the, like, we've said this a few times, but a lot of the decks that are strong right now have really good first stride turns, and it also seems like a lot of these decks have things where triggers do not matter, really. What? Like, like it seems like a lot of the stronger decks now, where their, you know, their turns are so aggressive or whatever, where triggers kind of don't matter, like for for example with um with Grand Blue, it doesn't like you're pulling off so many attacks anyway. It's all rearguard stuff. Your vanguard's not really doing as much. Blade Wings, it's yeah, different. it's a similar thing where like enigmatic assassins are coming out of the soul left and right. They don't care what your triple drive was. Deer Chronicle, I, fuck it. Seven attacks, time leap, done. Like even even yeah. If, yeah, even with this whole
1: like trigger stipulation,
0: maybe, it would uh it, it would still make those decks stronger, I think.
1: Yeah, because they, like Gear Chronicles thing is like if you see a da- if they your opponent sees a damage trigger, it's kind of shut down because it's all tiny ass pokes. Yeah, but like, yeah, just like I think, but well, it would make it harder to block them at the same time. Like those decks when they do their like seven attacks and they see two criticals is just kind of ridiculous. It just makes that's even that's just. Gross.
0: I mean, that's under, yeah. that's understandable, but it's still like it's still. Uh, I I think also the sixteen trigger thing makes the losing to, you know, luck sack a little easier to take. Because like you going, all right, well they triple trip me. There's nothing I can do about that. Moving on.
1: But but also like very few games actually have the ability to lose to explicit just explicitly to luck. Very few games have that. Because for most games, it's basically your luck more or less lives and dies with your opening hand. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, the, the way yu gi Oh's has kind of progressed um, now is basically you get... Try to make the most broken board you can turn one. So you obviously want to get the best opening hand. But, like, you still have to work with your opening hand. It, very few games are you actually able to lose to luck as a fact. Like, explicitly as a factor.
0: I mean, I don't know, I I argue that every card game takes luck, but you're right, because it's like, you know, with with Vanguard where it's every turn.
1: Yeah, well, like, every game does take luck, because there's obviously the whole luck of the draw thing. It Just with Vanguard, it's so much more, because it is the luck of the draw, but also, like... There, I don't know any game where some like somebody who has say won two nationals could lose to somebody who there is playing their very first game. You can in Vanguard because they they could just get double critted. Yeah, I don't I don't know any game where if like if there's another one, please tell me. I just don't know any game where like the who is objectively the best player could lose to objectively the worst player with when they are, like, actually trying to win. Yeah. I get you. Um, so,
0: do you think that the uh, the hypothetical person in question here, who, you know, if there's four triggers around, do, do you think the salt would decrease with, you, uh, like, if someone gets double credit, because, you know, mathematically it's going to happen? Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'd say... Here's the thing. I would say, I think the salt would be the same, because at the same time, it doesn't matter how mathematically possible or impossible it is, getting double critted just generally feels like shit. Agreed. Like, yeah, it might be less salty, or it might be more salty if it's mathematically less probable, but, like... You're still gonna feel pretty bad, generally. Like it's the the increase or decrease. I don't think is it would like really change it that much. Because and even if you did feel kind of more salty, at the same time there would be a lot more games where you would lose just because your opponent was able to play stronger.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, uh, with you guys personally, how would you like change your decks with this eight crit
1: stipulation? You mean eight triggers?
0: Yeah. Or eight triggers. Yeah. Sorry,
1: not eight crit. I mean I just think the majority of decks would be four heal, four crit because um well while there are good stands, those like move into soul plus five K draw one triggers are very, very nice. Yeah. So I, I think most of my decks would probably be four heal four crit. Because like it in a trigger decrease the extra power coming from G-guards is even more important, so you obviously still need to run those heals. And, like, Neonectar's power is still going to be A-OK without recycling it, and you can just, like, give the crit pressure on top. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I th- I still think most of my ducks would probably be 4-heal, four 4-crit. Four hmm.
2: I think most people are going to play 4-heal, four 4-crit, four and I think I think almost everyone would probably default to that first is because when you have so few triggers, you cannot afford for your triggers to do nothing when you check them. Yeah. Or stands often are just like that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hashtag stands are drivers
2: 2017. (laughs) It's it's just a fact.
1: I think also part of the issue, though, is some clans that don't really have a superior call or, like, advantage engine would be, like, harmed a bit more because, like, in Nova Grappler, where the only superior calling slash, like, hand increase through effect comes from Blau, you would kind of, like, it. you would be suffering at the loss of uh, draw triggers. Yeah. Because some clans kind of need draws to get, like, their pieces. That's just, like, a thing. Mm, I think... But, it, like... I
0: don't know. Like, there there are some decks where, like, you know, you need, like, Aquifer Force, you need a good amount of draw triggers to, like, keep a hand. Although, with more, you know, not triggers, it's easier to... Uh, you know, find the shit you need for you to run more copies of stuff. So I would, pro- yeah. I would probably just do like, yeah, I guess I do it for four crit, four heal. This is hard, like really hard I, to. I don't see? think that it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So there's. I think
2: you just play four crit, four heal, and then move on with your life.
0: I just no, but I mean like okay, so with with sixteen traders, like the default quote unquote, at least with like you know when you get a trial deck, there's rainbow traders. There's four stands 4 crits, four draws, four heals, making up sixteen. But now you're trying to fit four trigger types into eight slots. So you would either have to run two of each thing, which is stupid, or you you have to exclude more than you normally would with the uh, 16 trigger thing. How many types of triggers are there in Weiss? Um, uh-huh.
2: Two per... Uh, there's, I believe there's now, with the latest set... Or the latest sets or something, there are two per color, so eight. Okay. Or two special triggers per color, so eight.
0: Okay. So that that, yeah. that invalidates my entire argument then.
1: <laughs> From what I know about Weiss, most triggers, like when you drive check them, or when you damage or drive them, I think I might be just completely when you wrong.
2: Check, just when you drive them, it's not when you damage them.
1: Yeah, because, yeah. But even then, like, don't most, like, do more when you, like, activate them as climaxes and not, like, as checks?
2: Uh, they do different things. So um, every single special trigger in Weiss, the, it gives 1,000 power and 1,000 soul to your field.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: And when you drive them, there's a few different ones. I'll go over some of the more popular ones here. Uh, there's one that's uh, it's called a door or gate. It's red. And when you check it, you choose a character from your, way, uh, from your drop zone and add it to your hand.
1: Okay. Oh, the salvage ones.
2: Yeah, the salvage one. And then there's it, a gold bar that when you check it, you add that climax to your hand, then you take the top card of your deck and put it in stock, or gauge, or whatever the fuck you want to call it.
1: Yeah. I, I played Weiss for, like, a couple months, like, two, three years ago. So I just, like, I knew a little bit about it. I haven't been keeping up. I might keep up with it when we get, you know, Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah.
0: Well, just Kylo Ren. W- welcome to, uh, to Nexus at Night. The Y. Schwartz podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of Gold Bar,
2: just throwing it out there. <laughs>
0: um I don't know. It it's it's definitely like a weird thing to think about. I have all I have talked to many people who um the who who've like, I think we should invent a new type of trader. I'm
1: like, you're stupid. And
2: I mean like, uh, that should completely replace stand triggers, I agree.
1: I mean, it's the thing is, new types of triggers would just kind of probably make it take, like, just slightly more skill because you have to figure out how to fit in a fifth thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, so, the I've heard things like a power trigger where, like, it does nothing else except you 10,000 power. I'm like, uh, how fucking crazy would that be, where you're like, three to pass unless you have a power trigger, then it's two, I think, like... You know, are welcome. Yeah. That grade me was great. Yeah, exactly. So there was that. There's also one where it's like, what about a counter charge trigger where you just unflip a damage? Like, I think that's just called a heal trigger because nothing is a better unflip <laughs> engine than a heal trigger.
1: Actual,
2: <laughs> true.
0: Um, have Have you guys ever gotten like suggestions of that from other people? Or I mean, I mean, yeah,
2: Matt, you can go. You're good. I mean, there's this other game. It's called. It's a dead game. It's called Victory Spark. And they had Fucking like this.
0: victory spar. <laughs> I have literally never heard right. of this.
2: Oh, All this. right. So there was this trigger that looked like a little flame, right? And what it would do is when you triggered it for like each of your damage or something, you would blow up a character.
0: So it's what, like an explosion trigger, <laughs> retire trigger. Yeah. I swear. Like, I honestly could see Kagero getting like a draw trigger that does that when you put. When this starts putting a trigger zone, choose one of your opponent's for your guards and retire it or something. They
1: had the a Claw Dragon.
0: It was the. It was I mean, like the in the trigger most,
2: zone. The game was literally you just revealed the top card of your deck, of the game, yeah. and sometimes it's trigger, and you just be like, "Okay, hey, blow up your board." It was yeah. the most rage-inducing game to, in the world.
1: That is just wacky That's, for reals. Jesus, I love Bushiroad games that never made it to America. <laughs> Those are the like that we got. Five Cross, Five Cross is great. Monster <laughs> Collection, fuck. King of Wrestling. Ooh, you right, you are right. <laughs> God, what what a what a mess was that? Chaos, <laughs> chaos TCG.
2: Chaos, yes.
1: Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Bushiroad, and it has just all the things like they um they like market like their collectible card games, their acquired products, and their video games. Like they have Chaos Online and like Love Life School Idol Festival, and the one at the very bottom is Card Fight Online parentheses failed.
0: Aww, <laughs> R.I.P. <R-I-P-C-O-5. laughs> That's funny. That's sort sad. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, the other
1: I don't
2: know. Dope. The other oh. um, argument I've heard with the trigger restrictions is instead of limiting to eight triggers, that people were like, "What if you can only play like some number of criticals in your deck?" And there was a thread on the Reddit like, on the on the subreddit about this like a week ago or something. Uh and I don't th- the person said that they wanted to like limit it to, to four. Yeah. Which I believe is what you all tested, right? Yes, right. Yes, I don't think it should be limited to four, but it would be very interesting if it was limited to like six. Yeah, mm. honestly, even just four. going to eight would be nice. Like, yeah, it's just where people just can't. Well, I mean, I, I don't know.
1: Most people still run eight. Most people uh, run, like eight. Still...
2: Most people yeah, run guess... eight. Yeah, I think eight's fine. Actually, it stops like you know the ten crit two stand or ten crit.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, important. Like, I'm pretty sure most decks do run eight crit. Like from Gear Chronicle, I'm pretty sure it's like four eights um and then it's i'm pretty sure gear critical is four eight and then some mix of draw triggers or what are and um gear cat i'm pretty sure run, m- like
2: seven criticals or something stupid because they run like the one cat the one or and like three draws or something stupid
1: maybe something like that but like the, the general point that i was making is like i think most of the time even like well 12 crit is gross i think most like topping decks do really m- majority <laughs> run eight crit so like I think that's that's just why I suggest it needs to be re- restricted to a bit more because eight crit is like still the very majority that gets tri- uh, double triple crits. Yeah, and like uh, I, as Atlas knows, I double crit him and exclusively him a lot. I only run eight. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my god!
2: Yeah, I, I, I think so, uh, six is probably a more worthwhile restriction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember back in the day it was like so. This is back before. Um, say before break rides even yeah a lot like kaguro pretty much always ran six draw six crit yeah um, like almost exclusively <laughs> i mean and it was a big deal to have a second draw trigger back then actually like being yeah. like oh you can run more than four draws like it was a big deal that's true i remember i remember i was waiting for when a uh, bat and dragger came out for spike brothers i was like we still don't have a second draw trigger and i was like legitimately upset about it and then nowadays you have like four of them and they're all vanillas when yep, other people... No Margol clone there.
1: Yeah. I mean, at, least if, at the very least, clans are going to start to get them. So like the next time spikes get support, you should probably get a Margol. I mean, they should yeah, have gotten it so. this time in GBTO9, well, but... Neonectar Neonector got their, tri- their trial like after BTO9 and that's when we got our first Margol and Neonectar's even run draws. True. <laughs> Moving on. Really. I love that.
2: Margal no, Cone very nice in, in uh, Spike Brothers.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Margal Like, any trigger with a skill is just generally nice to have, no matter how rarely you use it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have um, a... Like, be... Go on. I have the, the Margal Crit, like, because there's also crits that give 3k. I have that in Angel Feather and in Neo Nectar. I almost never use the 3k, but just, like, having it there is kind of nice. I mean, I think this what... actually...
2: Go. Sometimes I actually hate triggers having skills, especially in, like, way back in the day. Like I would really hate it when triggers had skills I would never use on them because I'm like, man, this could just be a 5k booster, but now it's just not. <laughs>
1: I mean, I just I very I almost never called like triggers, so like that was just very, I, I guess, different for me. I don't know. Point is, um, uh, heal triggers with skills, boys. Angel feathers no longer like better than everybody else. Yeah,
0: and then I, I like how in the promo, though, it looks like Lozenge Magus, so something tells me they're, like, is just gonna get a reprint of Lozenge Magus. That'd be so funny. I know. Like, like it'd be the I'm biggest like, fuck you ever.
1: <laughs> I'm, like, 80% sure that's not gonna happen, because I, like, I think Ash said, like, they confirmed it was gonna have something to do with, like, when you G-guard for cost. Oh. But, like, low-key, if that's what it was, I would just, I could, like, quit this game happy just right. so I could see ODT get fucked over that hard just one last time. Yeah. <laughs> It's the weirdest death wish ever. Just let me see OTT get screwed over one last time. At this time. point, like, I just hate <laughs> OTT just to hate it for, like, no other reason. Like, I played OTT for, like, a solid two months. I almost built Susano'o. Yeah. At this point, I'm just hating on it just to hate on it.
0: I think the last time I ran it was, uh, I al- like, I thought about building Medius, right? And uh, I got chris to like i planted the idea in his head i'm like you should give it a try and then he's like yeah and then i started playing with it i'm like this is boring because you could you could know about the future but you couldn't do anything about it so you're just like that's the best yeah so you're just like all right this is not a miracle heal i, I lose like <laughs> so i think I, I think the last time i actually like had any sort of ott deck was uh, battle sisters a while ago like before nice. legion era it
2: was a fun deck. I actually like the new Battle Sisters tried, but I guess. Oh fair. yeah,
1: if I was going to build them, um, OTT, I'd probably build Battle Sisters just because one they're actually good compared to Susanoo. Mm-hmm. Compared, not in in a meta standpoint. Yeah, but um, like Oracle, they still haven't like fixed it. It's better, but it's still just like eh. It's, they got about sixty percent of the way there, but that's not good enough. Like, like at least they finally got something that guarantees Oracle in the form of um, State Affair Suzano. Yeah. But like now it's guaranteed. Now all they got to do is make the skills actually good. Yeah. Yep. Because, I mean, like the cards are kind of meh.
0: Yeah. I I'm I'm really frustrated that like like I, I think OTT would be another one of these decks that would be screwed over pretty hard by this hundred uh, percent the the crit
1: limiting. Um, oh, well... Um At the very least, Susanna all wouldn't because then you don't have to deal with the struggle of drawing sta- uh, triggers, so it, that's kind of cool, I guess so,
0: but like it, it's just like the decks that would be better off by this stipulation are the decks that were already better off before the stipulation,
1: yeah true, but wh- at the same time at, at the same time that while it is very true, then it would. The game, at that point, though, would then just reflect what standard metas are. Like, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, you have zodiac Zodiacs are just objectively better than um, fucking battling boxers, I don't know. And, like, like they will just beat battling boxers in a tournament. And then it, it would just reflect an actual fair meta. Because, like, when a deck is Tier 1... Logically speaking, it should never really lose to a tier three deck, and tier three decks in like would rely on sacking crits, mm-hmm. and like that's just like like it would the the game would just take more skill, and like while it like all clans do quote unquote have a chance of winning, like relying on the trigger sack and nothing more is just kind of like. Like, what's even the point, then? Like, if your deck has to rely on triggering to win, what's the point of, like, building it?
0: But, 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 Gabe, OTT is my favorite clan. Dot, dot, dot. I don't know. Said nobody ever. I mean, there's I mean, There are people
2: who do. There are people who do like OTT. I feel bad for do no. Nobody and I don't...
1: really likes OTT. They just hate well... themselves. Hi, Root I don't beer. Think
2: that. <laughs> well, I don't think that, uh, like, having, a, like, your favorite clan, like, for whatever reason is necessarily bad, but, uh, yeah, sometimes your clan's in a bad spot, and sometimes you just have to, you know, you just have to be like, yeah, my, my clan's in a bad spot, and uh, I hope that we get support that doesn't suck. For a dimension, yeah. it's not going to happen for a while, and I've accepted that.
1: <laughs> 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 I just love how relinquished you said that. I, I, I've come to terms with that. Like the eighth stage of grief, yeah. <laughs> um, but like at the at that point though, the issue is not like I is not in, like it's not the issue isn't the huge the issue is the huge gap in power between like Gear Chronicle and OTT. Like you shouldn't rely on triggers. Bushiroad should just give OTT better support. Yeah. Like the issue. That's why I say the issue still relies on this triggers because. It's more than anything lackluster support yeah. that does anything. Because, like, if your deck relies on triggers to win, it might as well just be vanilla. Yeah. Like, honestly. So, yeah. Like, just, the issue just lies with Bushiroad giving OTT unfair support comparatively to the point where they kind of need to rely on triggers. And if they're going to do that... Don't get OTT's hopes up and make them frustrated when they don't trigger as hard.
0: Yeah, I, 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 when all of the Trinity Dragon stuff got revealed and it was kind of lackluster, I photoshopped this thing where it's uh, Lucy with the football with Charlie Brown. And you put like the OTT symbol on Charlie Brown's face and the Boucherode's logo on Lucy. And then the football just says good support on it. So, yeah, yeah. I want to turn that into a t-shirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if I should say this to make OTT people upset, but I do think somehow OTT got like the highest number of like good cards in Trinity Dragon, which should tell you how poor the set is.
0: Yeah, but I mean like they they were at a, like a shittier starting point, which is
2: yeah, just unfair,
0: <laughs> honestly.
1: Um I if- Cosmic like,
2: Heroes are just a giant joke and basically unplayable, so, you know.
1: What what uh, is Cosmic Heroes? Kind of, yeah. Like what even is Bravest Rush Gallup? I I, know, like that if,
2: is actually that card's like okay, but like we're we're at a point where Road is still equating one counterblast for four k power.
0: Yeah, which is like you, you're paying resources to not get resources.
1: Like yep. you're you're getting you know power, which is because it's that, burst units to actually make the cost kind of like make sense. Because if you go to a burst unit, it's eight k. But even then, like
2: yeah, but you get four k no matter what and then you can counter-blast if it's a burst unit and get another 4K.
1: Yeah. Oh! I thought it was counter give 4K, and if burst, gain 4K. Never mind. No, no, no,
2: no. That's not how it's worded, yeah.
1: Oh, but... never mind. Oh, I you're right. I don't know. It, it just seems like sometimes Bushura doesn't understand their own game. and like, Oh, they don't. They actually yeah. don't. What? Actually, no, they do and they don't because, it, like, from when we did the Narukami one, Alvin was like, "Yo," so like, Bushiroad literally doesn't know how to do NARU because they keep looking at it in the lens of CAGRO, so they do don't they don't understand this game. But at the same time, they have been quoted as saying Vanguard is not really a game met for competitive like value. They they released Luck and Logic like at the Luck and Logic initial press release, they're like, "This is a game for people that want more skill out of a card game." Basically, is just saying Vanguard is a luck centered game, and like if that's what you want, sure. Just like,
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean, like on it, like with the way p- people are, you know, viewing Vanguard, there are cha- like YouTube channels all over the place. There's us. It's like it's not their game anymore. <laughs> it's like people are are treating it competitively. Get with the times. But like,
1: but like. I disagree with that, because the Vanguard, the way it's structured, should not be treated competitively, because let's take luck out of, like, the fact, let's just take luck out for a hot second. Every major Road tournament, like, there's no real prize. With Magic and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you have cash prizes and stuff, so there's actually a reason to build, like, spend more money and build a competitive deck. In Vanguard, the only reason, like, you would want to, there's no actual, like, you, if you build it, if you spend extra money to build an expensive deck just because it wins, like, yeah, but also you're just not getting as much of it. Vanguard, the way Vanguard is structured now, taking even taking the rules out, it's not a very competitive game because you don't really get anything out of winning aside from an accolade. I guess so. And the accolade is more than anything, just you sacking harder. I'd start agreeing with you more if like there was actual prizes, but there won't be prizes while the game is so luck based because. If you look at, like, at any game that isn't Vanguard, and I think maybe West, they don't really look at the tops in wise. If you look at, like, games like Yu-Gi-Oh! Buddyfight and Magic, the people that top tournaments, they top consistently because their game takes skill and they've reached a skill threshold that allows them to top consistently. In Vanguard, people have, like, like won tournaments once, maybe twice, and then they just get sacked out the next game. There's no... This game... Is very that's my main argument for why Vanguard is not a luck is not is a luck heavy game and not a skill heavy one because there is no consistent topping because there can't be consistent topping because of how luck heavy it is.
0: Okay, so if there was this this eight trigger thing, do you think that would change it significantly? I
1: I don't I mean I don't know how I think the it would definitely change it because the bar of skill would be a lot higher because there would be a lot less reliance on triggers. Because there are people out, like, there was a top that I saw, and, like, the guy straight up said he double-crited, like, two or three games out of his tournament, and, like, that would happen much less frequently. So I think the, the fluctuation of top consistency would be slightly, like, toned down. People would top a bit more, but there would still be just, there would still just be, there would still be a luck center around this, because even outside of Trigger's, there's grade locking. You can you you can open up unable to play this game even without triggers. Granted, your th- that would be decreased. You could still be unable to play though because if you see yeah, but that's that the same, that,
0: like, that's like the opening hand thing you were talking about. Where like that's every card game with the
1: that's true. But at the same yeah. time, I just brought that up though because I think I, I would argue in Vanguard that the opening hand plays a like a bit more of like a, a stronger role because in Yu Gi Oh, you can create ridiculous boards with one two cards. In Vanguard, if you're missing, if your hand is like grade zeros, grade twos, grade threes, you're fucked right out of the the starting rounds. I guess so. Because um, there, like, there's a, there's a, there's a lot more importance on your opening hand because you rely on your opening hand not to build up a a great field, but just to start playing the actual game. Yeah.
0: I don't know, I kind of want to try this as a what-if, if we either, like, not, not the uh, crits to six, we've already tried that, but the, mm-hmm. the like, just eight triggers, where it would cause, th- that, you know, f- that, like, changes the entire makeup of a deck, so... Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, but I, 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 I would want to try that, but I talked to Richard about this, and the reason I'm kind of hesitant with it is because with, um, it's just kind of hard to show that on screen because there are legitimately games when you don't see eight triggers throughout the course of it so you wouldn't be able to tell the actual difference
0: true no but I mean but because you have a larger amount of you know ones twos and threes that that would that would is where the difference would lie is true like more, that's true more consistency of board versus triggers um,
1: yeah yeah uh, I, I mean I'd, I'd be done to I, I, anything, try that just to see I more than anything I want to try that just to see how I would build the deck because that's actually that's the probably the first deck building challenge I've had in this game since I started actually being good at it.
0: Yeah, this this is the like Vanguard's Nuzlocke challenge. <laughs> yeah? All right, you, you know what? Challenge to the listeners out there. Give us a sh- give this a shot. 8 triggers.
1: What? That's it. Think of a good you Wait. have you have eight triggers to play with, do your best, this, make the best deck list you can that revolves only eight inv- involves only eight triggers.
0: Yeah. And then the the, the same thing rep- uh, applies with heals where you can only run four, obviously. But
1: um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Platinum ace
0: Platinum Ace.
1: Oh you're
0: right.
1: yeah. You're right. You <laughs> fuck you right. You Jesus, you're right. <laughs> Make Fuck! <laughs> God, Platinum Ace just needs to be better. Platinum Ace needs to be meta. Um.
2: Okay, I have four. We're gonna do something with
1: it. Yeah. Do it. God damn it! That's, of all the cards to stay like to play the grade two came on. Up. <laughs> yeah. Because it's trait. also not GB restricted,
0: so. Well, I mean that was long before GB one, GBTO one. Exactly. Um, That's how you
1: know. Yeah.
0: Let's see. So uh, are, are are there any other of these like hypothetical scenarios that uh or j- just a- anything you guys want to talk about cuz I-, I think this is a very, this is a topic that could go on forever
2: I mean yeah there's plenty of like intermediate stages that between 8 and 16 that people could try like 10 12 yeah. you know these are like reasonable numbers so or random odd numbers to make it so your starter kind of eats a spot so you can run more duplicates I don't
1: know, or just but. play Angel Feather and use Sunny Smile Angel as your starter, please. I actually battle did Riser? That. The best starter. <laughs> I actually used Battle when I played um, Legion Razor, and I played it the way that you were supposed to win with. So for Cat Butler because I hated myself. Yeah. And um, I actually used Battle Razor as my starter just for uh, ride consistency. I played um fork. I I legitimately ran um I ran twenty grades zeros one battle riser just as the starter and four cat butlers and i also ran four screaming and dancing announcer shout just so i could actually get ride consistency even with a um, cat butler it was great
0: yeah i mean i i, I don't know I, I saw i was up in the hub with uh, with chris and some of the others and he was using cat risers and all of the games that i saw him play or played against he got all four at once
1: somehow nice yeah, at once is hard. I've never actually gotten all four at once. I've gotten all four in games, kind of frequently, just because Cat Butler's skill to restand a twin drive can let you just cap drive check another Cat Butler and use it the next turn. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like it's no guard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, true. The, the the worst part is like so a, a friend, a new friend of ours, uh, Carly. We're trying to teach her how to play, and every time that like I have her play against other people, it, like. They they not only beat her like, you know, you should, because you're new at this, but, like, they they make a point of just, like, just dragging her through the concrete. Like, uh, she she was at, uh, like, the school's tournament, like, UCR at a tournament on Thursday, and first round she plays against her friend Omar. Omar made a point of spending several turns just, like, destroying her. It was kind of gruesome, actually. But... Rose. Yeah, so so the same thing happened with Chris, where he was like, "All right, throw down three cat butlers, and then just restand, restand, restand." She's like, "What am I supposed to do against this?"
2: And you uh, you take
1: the first one. <laughs> you don't play Vanguard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, indeed. Um, yeah. What's uh like? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, if you were to make your own type of trigger, what would what would it do? Um,
1: I mean, I haven't thought about this since, like, ninth grade, so, like, I'm just going to go with the original two that I came up with, which were the power triggers we said earlier, and my other one was a drain trigger, where you would give one of your guys 5k and neg one of your opponent's cards 5k. So basically
0: the same thing, kind of, uh,
1: depending. Vermillion. It's
0: different against Vermillion. Oh, yeah. Please. A drain trigger, Matt you but, uh, but
2: as you might know, that multi-attacking for Narakami is a rare and powerful effect.
0: Yes, <laughs> attacking more than one target. I Rootbeer R- did like a, an article about this, and he was like he he made a point of like putting the thing in quotes and saying uh, attacking multiple units is a rare and powerful ability for Narakami. Between every word, he put up like Vermilion VMAX, Brawlers. Brawlers, like, j- just everything that, like, a trainee monk, all that stuff. <laughs> just, it, it, it was just dripping with sarcasm. I loved it. Um, Gross.
1: Yeah. Let's see. What trigger would I want? Yeah. Uh... Uh... Can we just errata stands to be good and stand two units? I mean... Are they even good then? No. <laughs> I mean, for Neonectar, they're even better because just restand two fifty k cards, or uh, yeah, too.
0: or uh, Eradis stands to You can stand any unit, but only grade two or below. So if you're on a grade two Vanguard, you restand your Vanguard. Uh...
1: that's terrible though, because they're also because <laughs> Neonectar, you sometimes Perfect. call Osh and make it twenty six k. So you just locking yourself out of a stand target. Oh, uh, you know what's even worse? Legion. No. Gross. Uh, Everybody yeah. gets Cat Butler. Yeah. <laughs> then if you, you either drive check a stand or use Cap Butler.
2: Yeah. Your choice, yeah, man. I, I do think it would be interesting if there were these triggers that were just like, uh, you know, when checked or whatever, you just uh, blow like up your, your opponent's field. card.
0: Bounce. That would be interesting. I've never, there are not many cards that. Return things to your opponent's hand. Like, in 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 Yu-Gi-Oh, there's a lot of those, but that's because, like, summoning is a bigger deal, where you only get
1: one normal summon a turn. Bouncing in Vanguard is terrible, but your opponent in Vanguard is terrible because you give them a Guardian, they can reproc an on-call skill, and they don't have call costs, like in Buddy Fight. So, like... Like, I saw a guy who was, like, thinking of a clan idea that was switching your opponent's rear guard positions, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't do anything. they will just swap the fucking column. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, just... Or if you're Aqua Force, you're like, thanks, buddy, you know? Basically. Um, like, that's just... That's a terrible clan idea.
0: Yeah, I, I thought of an idea for a clan where you, uh... It would, like, take control of your opponent's units during your turn,
1: so you could just use their shit. Where? That would... Uh, I, I li- I think it's a really cool idea, but at the same time, I feel like it would walk the same line as a clan like Nubatama, where it would either be subpar or broken.
0: Yeah, I mean the. I before Hollow was revealed, I thought Grand Blue was going to do something like that, where you would like. I never thought that. I okay. I wanted Grand Blue to do something like that. Whatever. There, there was no logic behind it. <laughs> there mean, you go. I still wanted it to happen. Um. Ugh, so, so, so many. <sighs> so much potential for the game that would probably break it because we're
1: we're not we're just I mean, this it. game already is a broken, exploitable mess so I might as well go go balls deep
0: Hey man, it could be worse we could be Force of Will
1: True, because yeah. while Force of Will does take skill, it's also dying Yeah
2: so, I mean, they made all of the same mistakes every other card game has made so they just basically didn't learn from them they are just like, we're going to make them again And Except also, they'll... it's
1: just magic it's, like, they they're like, they they like made the mistake every card game does, and they're also inherently in a false starting position, because they're like, why would we play this when we could just play Magic?
2: I mean, their argument would be, oh, you can't get mana screwed because your lands come out of this other deck, and you're like, but, so? Yeah. But part of Magic's deck-building difficulty is, like, how many lands am I going to play? Exactly. Like, which... I've played decks in Magic with lands ranging from 14 to, like,
0: Thirty. Nice. What's like? That's actually kind of dope. What's the uh, the normal amount of or
2: like how many cards are in a deck in Magic for a minimum? Sixty cards, and typically Uh most decks will have around twenty three to twenty four lands. So, but the when you have like cards that replace themselves for free, or your deck operates off like one mana, you can afford to play a lot less lands in your deck. Yeah, like. A lot of the decks that do play fourteen land almost don't cast spells at all. Yeah, and like, some of the. Go on.
1: Oh, I was going I was just gonna kind of compare it to like with Hearthstone. There's a deck that's just literally about like rushing with low co- like zero to one cost cards, and you just shit out a field asap and rush your opponent. And I feel like like Magic has something like that, so you can rely on less mana. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a deck in Modern called Affinity, which is a pretty strong deck that pretty much does exactly that. There's a deck in Legacy, actually, that runs almost 40 land. Nice. Nexus like, Knight, the the is the magic podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like <laughs> the fact that the lands are in your deck make deck building uh, much more difficult.
1: Exactly. So that's why it, I would I I agree with you, and I would argue that Magic takes more skill than Foul because you actually have to think about your deck build a lot more. Yeah, I think
0: I think Magic is probably the uh, like card games distilled to its purest form, and I don't know.
1: It is the the oldest
0: like competitive TCG, I think. I think it's the first TCG, isn't it?
2: That's us uh... I, that I'm less certain about. I think there was something beforehand, but I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, um... least it's the biggest, and it's going to be the biggest for a long time. Yep.
0: So, any anything else, or are are we just going to talk about every other card game that ever existed? <laughs> we <can>. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, masters. It is,
2: it is related though. Like, I think Vanguard having you know this trigger thing has kind of limited its design phase a little bit. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting how and you know with the Immense changes that Yu-Gi-Oh is going through. Oh
1: yeah, Link Summoning. I fucking love Link Summoning. So anyway, uh, okay.
2: But I and I and I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see what position Vanguard takes here.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and on, so I just want to make a quick comment. Uh, I think what Konami did was very creative, and I'm interested to see where it goes because yeah. I don't. I, it, it doesn't make sense for them to do anything else that would change the game because the game was just too fast already. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes.
1: Yeah. What actually I I liked with them um, Konami and Link Summoning is Link Summoning completely gave the game a complete upheaval and they altered the rules so much more than Pendulum Summoning ever did and that gives me a bit of hope because it just shows that com- like and companies can completely revamp the game. So Vanguard might actually go through a seismic change that could yeah. like. Just make the game a lot better because the issue, the reason why link summoning ch- made the changes that it did, is because like Yu Gi Oh devolved into a point where games were decided on your the second player's first turn because they either broke their opponent's um, strongest first turn board or they lost. So yeah.
0: like, lit- like literally, w- when I quit Yu Gi Oh, it was it was these games where people would draw and go, "I have game," and you are like, well, "Are you sure?" and they're like. Yeah, watch, and then they do it, and you're like, "Yeah, you did have game."
1: Okay, it, that's true, but like also, it was it's worse now because the, the, these broken boards that I'm talking about are literally just about net, making your opponent like negating their activations. Yeah. They can't like summon, they can't spell... It's like it's a, it's the best decks are the ones that can prevent your opponent from playing the game. And and Kodan was like, "That's kind of dumb. Let's have people actually play this game and completely revamp it." So I love Link Summoning and. <laughs> Maybe Vanguard will do its own upheaval. Maybe triggers will cease to exist. Maybe triggers will be grade one so grade locking stops being a thing. Um,
2: Nexus at Night, the Yu Gi Oh podcast. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, until next time, I was Atlas. (laughs) And I'm
2: Matt.
1: Dramatic pause. Yeah. And I'm Gabriel. (laughs) And we'll see you next time.
0: Take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T, Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.